young people around the world want to see change. Join your co-hosts, William, Anastasia and George, as they speak to young leaders from around the world on their stories, their struggles, and most importantly, their incredible impact. In season two of this podcast, be ready to get inspired. This is where action begins, and this is the Young Changemakers podcast. Hello, everyone. Anastasia here. Hope you're all doing well from wherever you're listening to this episode. This is actually going to be my first ever recorded episode for the second season as your co-host for the Young Changemakers podcast. Isn't that really cool? I know I'm excited with lots of energy. For me, this podcast gives such a great platform for young changemakers and allows our stories to be celebrated in a way that's not typically seen, or should I say heard, before. It's honestly the coolest thing to be part of and we can't wait to take you more on the journey. For those who don't know me, I'm an Australian but currently live in Singapore. I was selected as a Global Changemaker Delegate for Australia in 2019 and am very passionate about technology, women's empowerment and how digital marketing can be used as a force for good. I volunteer frequently in my local community and am very keen to be your co-host for this season. Now, for this podcast, I had a great chat with Ronke. She is an amazing university student who founded a social enterprise called Anchorize. I won't give too much away, but you'll be able to hear more about her story in the podcast. This interview I found really inspiring, so I think you're in for a treat. We'll deep dive into topics like how she got started, how she balances all her various responsibilities, and where she sees the future of her organization. For context, this episode was recorded about two weeks following the tragic death of George Floyd, around mid-June. So we're in a bit raw state in terms of how we're feeling. You can hear it at the beginning of the episode. We also discuss a little bit on race and the current way NGOs in the UK are addressing the colonialist roots. Getting a bit real for a moment, it's been a tough time for everyone. So sending as many heart emojis and sparkles to you wherever you are in the world virtually. Remember to be kind to yourself, take the rest that you need, sit back, relax, learn, do that hard work and hope that you enjoy this chat. Now let's get into the podcast. Hi Ronke, welcome to the Global Changemakers podcast. We're so happy to have you on. Thank you. Hi, I'm so excited to be on. <laughs> Thank and you for having me. No worries. Um, how are you feeling today? It's definitely an interesting time for all of us at yeah. the moment. I think I'm feeling good. Like with everything going on um, in social media, the last two weeks have been obviously crazy and, you know, so emotionally draining with the racial injustice stuff and COVID. Um, and a, we're in a pandemic. We're in two pandemics, you can say. Um, but um yeah, I think I'm I'm okay. I'm I'm doing good this week. This week has been better definitely than the last two weeks, um, which has just been again just draining and, and emotionally, yeah, just emotionally draining. But I'm much better this week, which is good. I'm on the up. Um <laughs> so yeah, I'm good. How are you? Yeah, I think um a little bit likewise. Like I think it's definitely been a big time for everyone um it's yeah been a lot I, I hope that you've been taking like a lot of self-care a lot of like, taking yeah. time out I think it's one of the big things that's been happening a lot because there's so much news and like consumption of all of that news can be a lot and draining I think for me also same like 
on the up. Um, but yeah, I think everyone's yeah. recovering in a different way though. Yeah, I completely understand. It's I've done I've done so much like self care stuff. I've done so many masks on my hair and my <laughs> face that ever before in my whole entire life because I can do it while working now. <laughs> so it's been it's been it's been it's been a good like this period in general has has had some good parts and some you know obviously really low parts. But I think in all everything works out for good. Mm. Um, I'm a strong believer in that. So I think. Um, yeah, so I think it will all work out for good, but you know, I can't underestimate the fact that it's been quite tough, exactly. to be fair. Yeah, 100% agree. Um, you're at the moment in London, right? Yeah, I'm, I'm actually in Birmingham, but I'm in the, um, at Goods University in Birmingham. Um, so it's 11.40 right now. Uh, AM, yes. right? AM, yes. Yeah. So it's not, it's not too bad. I, I think it's quite late for you, right? Yeah, it's about 6 p.m. here in Singapore, not too late. It's okay. Yeah, don't worry. I've like had my dinner. So good. <laughs> That's so good. That's so good. Have you taken any new hobbies up during this time or, or gotten anything? So I started learning how to code. Hey, very cool. I got- Yes, I, I, I'm doing Python right now. Um, I just did my, I just finished my first like block of classes. I'm actually doing on LinkedIn Learning. This is not an ad for LinkedIn Learning. I just think, I just have it for my university. So yeah, so LinkedIn Learning has been good actually. Then I'm um, doing French lessons. I'm taking back up French. Um, and then I've, I've started running. I used to hate running. Like running was like the bane of my life. Like I, I'm a gym, gym goer. I go to gym frequently, but I just do not like running. So I started running. So those are the three things I've take, taken up this time. <laughs> oh, very cool. I love that you're doing, yeah, like running and coding as well. Like take, it, it sounds like it's a very productive time here during yeah. <laughs> the lockdown, which is, um, which is good. To do on the Global Changemakers podcast, really get us started in, in a really fun conversation is really just ask all of our guests um, what are your favorite? What is your favorite quote, and and why? I think you know what really inspires you during those hard times, and and what do you come back to strength? Mm. Um, I would say I don't have one huge overall in my life consistent quote. I think I have a quote as like a different quote to different seasons. And um, I found this on I'm still on Tumblr. I'm like an old school girl, so I, um, it's called by Jamie Tokwaski. Um, it's from I think a book called If You Feel Too Much and um, or a poem and it was God must be a pretty big fan of today because you keep waking up to it yesterday is dead and wrapped in grace the past is covered by grace today you are alive today is the best place to live and I think um, I think as you during this time this is really really timely for me because during this time we're covered and everything um, it's quite um, you can be quite anxious about the future in terms of what's going to happen what's going to happen to your job what's going to I'm graduating from my master's this year so I'm literally graduating into a pandemic <laughs> and a recession so it's a lot so you can be quite anxious but I still have a lot to do right in front of me with my my so social, social, social enterprise that I run with um, university and my other projects that I'm doing that I, I can't afford to constantly live like in the future and um, I can't afford to constantly worry about um the future and um, so it's definitely um a, a quote that just has been sticking with me so every time I get a bit like I start to think about the future so much because I do that I'm quite I quite I think I'm quite future orientated I think but sometimes it's good to just take it one step at a time one day at a time and um, even a bible verse says tomorrow worry about itself so worry about today so I think today I'm it's just about living in the moment 
but having that balance of thinking about the future but not being in the future too much that you don't have a good time today and you don't do your tasks today because you're so anxious so yeah those that's my quote that keeps me going when i'm getting anxious i'm like you know what tomorrow will deal with itself i'm gonna do what i can today because that's what i can control so yeah <laughs> nice that's beautiful i think um, okay like it's it's a really nice quote that i think really can keep you grounded i think like you said there are things that we can't necessarily control and whilst we can Mm -hmm. think about the future, it's really important to really enjoy that moment. And and I think that's, that's, yeah, like I said, like you said, um, very timely, um, especially during, yes, um, the current times. Um, Yeah, Yeah. it's a weird time. We're living through a weird time. That's it, that's it. Ronke, like you're, you're, you founded an amazing social enterprise, Anchorize. Love for you to be able to tell us a little bit more about that um, and how you, how you got started. Yeah, so uh, with Anchor Eyes, I started in 2017, and then basically, I'm originally Nigerian. I've grown up in Ireland my whole life, um, and I came to school to, to do university in the UK. So, yeah, so, I'm, so I go back to Nigeria quite often, and I just always had a heart for young girls and for empowering young girls um, through workshops, through classes. So in 2017, I went back in December um, for Christmas, and then... Um, I actually know somebody who runs a, a school in quite a um, low-income area in in on the outskirts of Lagos, basically. And then um, I, I asked him the summer before, because I had come the summer before, and I was like, can I um, possibly come and, and do like a workshop, like an empowerment workshop, confidence workshop. I also wanted to educate um, about like sexual abuse aware- awareness to the young girls. Um, so he was like, yeah, you can come, come through. So I came, I delivered the workshop. It was great. They were really engaging. It was, it was a workshop full of entrepreneurship um, self-confidence, self-esteem, um, a little bit of sexual awareness because um, there's a high percentage of girls in Nigeria who are sexually abused. Um, on a daily it's a very high percentage so it's quite sad so I also you know kind of educated them about that and it was just me and it was just 10 10 kids um so that was that was fun and then um yeah so after that as I was leaving um this woman was like oh it was great what you did thank you like the teachers really loved it they've never seen the kids engaged in that way and they're like oh it's a shame that some of them are not going to be back though and I was like what what do you mean they're not going to be back for January like they're not going to be back in school and they're like yeah they can't afford it like they're they can't afford it and their parents would rather choose the the guy the their their sons over their daughters to go into school to continue school which is really something that we see all over the world I mean within different cultures and a girl a woman a man is preferred over a girl like that's the preferred economic and they'll preferred spend over a, um, a boy than a girl and I guess it's because they're seen as having better economic value than the girl um, as horrible as that sounds but I think that's the reality so I was really just upset by this my birthday's in January so when I came back to school in Birmingham um I did my undergrad here as well um I I basically raised money I basically raised uh, money for my birthday from my birthday proceedings we had like a games night and people paid like five pounds each and I raised like over 400 pounds and um that yeah so that money was used to help five girls empower empower them through school through books through whatever through fees some fees were wavered and all that stuff so I was like this is really cool so I was like so at first it was a charity really focused on empowering girls and educating about sexual abuse awareness and all these kind of different things but then I was like 
Um, I wanted to be more than that. Um, I wanted to be a tool to empower girls through education for the rest of their lives. So I basically dream, dreamed and brainstormed every single day about ways I can make it sustainable because I know um, a solely based charity is quite um, rigorous and hard. And also I did want to own a business. So I think after a few years, 2018, 2019, of brainstorming, speaking to different people, I came up with the idea of um, selling sustainable backpacks and side bags and eventually different types of stationery um, that's going to be made out of pineapple skin and recycled plastic um, bottles and all the recycled products um, and in it, and in with each bag we're empowering a girl through school so through that we impact we partnered up with two organizations one actually gives out scholarships to the girls and that's what we're doing with them and the other one is a youth empowerment program which empowers young um, people in Nigeria so that's IYF so in her I'm um, sorry in impeccable youth foundation kind of empowers young people through school um, and sorry empowers young people in general um, and then with um, In Her Shoes Foundation, empowers girls through school and other means as well so we partnered up with those two to um, organizations that are in Nigeria and on ground because they're part, of, they're, they're, they're part of our mission. So we believe in collaboration. So those two, two teams or two um, NGOs fulfill part of our, um, of our vision. So it, was, so it was really good. That's how it really started. So it wasn't, uh, I woke up with it one day and it was something one day. I knew that I wanted to definitely help young girls and empower young girls. Um, how it happened and how it came about was, what I kind of stumbled into but the core mission was always there <laughs> yeah wow <laughs> yeah no I love that like that's amazing honestly and yeah. and super admirable I think like starting from just you know an idea of I want to fundraise for girls and be inspired by um you know that experience that you had and think I need to do something I need to make a change and actually fundraising on your birthday and that becoming even more you know two years later that's really commendable with something to be yeah like super um like in terms of in terms of the story um you know i think there's definitely i'm sure a lot of people on this like listening to this podcast also you know thinking about maybe potentially starting something similar to this love Mm -hmm. to understand like you know from all of this happening you you mentioned that you know each of the backpacks are um that you're selling them and they're going back to the girls education how do you then measure the impact from that, like education? Is it solely through the scholarships or is it the, the number of girls like coming in or the quality of the, the workshops? We'd love to understand a little bit more on that further. Yeah, so because the, the mission, even though it's quite, you know, straightforward, it's quite broad as well in terms of how we deliver it. So it's empowering yeah. girls through education and that's our core mission. So we do that through um, the two organizations that I mentioned before, IYF and In Her Shoes Foundation. So you measure for instance the scholarships so part of what we do is also provide scholarships back um, and then um, school materials such as bags backpacks and um, so we'll be able to measure that in terms of the amount of scholarships that are given and when it comes to the other end of of empowering girls which is also important which is workshops and um, self-esteem workshops sexual abuse awareness classes and um, sanitary pad runs all these different type of things and we then go to um um, impeccable youth foundation and they run workshops they have sanitary pad, pad runs and all these different things so because of that we're able to then measure how many girls and um, get these these um these products or services that we sponsor from the uk or whatever so i think um 
that's how we measure it. We measure it through the help of the two organizations that are really a godsend that we are partnered up with. Uh, and we also measure it through like the different means and different things we're doing. So we're not just giving those scholarships. We are empowering them throughout because we all know, we know that like if a lot of girls miss school because they're on their period, we know a lot of girls miss school because of sexual abuse and rape. Um, so we, by empowering them is not just through scholarships, it's mm. through a whole means of things, which includes, as I've said, sanitary mm. pad runs, workshops, um, career days, all these different types of things. We were gonna plan a summer camp as well, but COVID happened. So <laughs> we couldn't do that. Um, however, yeah, so that's that's how we're, we're measuring it, uh, measuring our impact in the future. Nice, so that sounds amazing. So it's really like all encompassing, right? Like you're thinking exactly. you know, that the scholarship really filters through to all parts of their lives, essentially, whether it be yeah, mm-hmm. sexual um, education, trying to find jobs, things like that. So it's really, really exactly. good to hear that. Yeah. yeah. I did have a look at your Instagram and I saw that you had the goal of wanting to empower up to a thousand girls in the next five mm-hmm. years. Mm-hmm. I wanted to ask if this goal was still something that you, you are on track to achieve or were there some modifications on this or based on you know as you go throughout the journey of the other social enterprise um you know finding different things just wanted to understand that yeah because we have literally been held back by a whole year because Mm -hmm. um, we are yet to launch our products we're just we're building up momentum and stuff like that it's it's we're yet to see how we um how that is going to be achieved however that's still our goal because we want to empower us through different ways and different means however we are just in um how we're going to do that so maybe we'll have more time to run more workshops because obviously scholarships are once a year <laughs> and because you know there's one school cycle um so maybe we'll run different workshops um there are different things in the work so that's how we can adjust it but also um as we're going and as we actually launch we'll be able to really adjust those goals and see um how it is i think covid has affected every business every industry um so it's it's important that we adjust to those things and we um, give ourselves give ourselves grace as well for um if we don't perhaps we reach 1000 because this has been a year for the history books um that has been absolutely crazy so so yeah i think we're adjusting um by recognizing that we might not achieve that but we're still pushing towards it and we're going to be doing this maybe by doing more workshops and um other different activities that empower girls than planned um if we have the opportunity to after covid is is, is gone <laughs> nice so that that yeah completely agree you know like really being um really accepting the situation for what it is and then really being transparent with yourself that it, there are things that are outside of our control but let's see what we can do within our control and i really love that positive um mindset that you put towards it which is which is really great thank you <laughs> hi there we hope you're enjoying this episode so far we just wanted to let you know that we're on social media at we are gcm And don't hesitate to follow us. And if you'd like to support us further, we also have a Patreon page. Type in Global Changemakers and decide which tier is best for you. And now, on with the rest of the episode. You mentioned earlier as well that you're studying at the moment. So, like, this sounds like a really big, you know, really... Mm big responsibility um we'd love to understand how do you balance that with your current studies at the moment um and what are your best tips for if you know you are studying and also working on on a project like this for any of our listeners out there 
Yeah, I think I, I was um, listening to, I listened to quite a lot of podcasts, so I did um, um, in the past few weeks when I had more time, but one of the things that I was listening to, I don't know what podcast I got this from, but there's like no such thing as real balance. Yes. <laughs> it's more about harmony. Yes. Yeah. It's more about like harmony and flow and then um, seeing where you, where you need to be in harm, what you need to be in harmony with, if that makes sense. So I, I don't necessarily think I have the right balance all the time. I don't think it's possible. Um, at times I don't speak to my friends for a while. Um, I do, I do try and prioritize my friends, my family to speak to them. Um, obviously sometimes I, I have to work overtime in terms of my, my schoolwork and then vice versa in terms of Anchorize and all the other projects I have going on. But, um, cause I also work part-time as well for the university. <laughs> so, oh so God. yeah, that's incredible. <laughs> Working part-time as well. Yeah. So I'm equality and diversity ambassador for the university. So I, yeah, so I do, I do work part-time. Yeah. And I think how I've done it is that like I came into the year knowing it was going to be busy. So I think the first thing I'll say to people is I know what you're, what you're, what you're getting yourself involved with all your responsibilities. And I, and I said, I'm going to prioritize certain things over certain, over, I'm going to arrange things as the order of priority. So obviously I have my university, which is, which this is the one time I can do my master's, if that makes sense. So I have to prioritize that and anchorize and my job third. Also, my job is quite flexible. So I work on my own projects. So that has been good. Um, and you would think I'd take on less projects, but I haven't. But that's, that's okay because I'm passionate about it. <laughs> but um, so essentially what I do is that I, I, have, I had the goal in mind that like these are my priorities. So, and I also know that like um, I want to sleep. I don't, I don't subscribe to like the hustle culture of like, no sleep and you know you just grind 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 sometimes that is it you get minimum sleep because you're over you're working or something um, and you just weren't able to sleep and I also prioritize um exercising so I think how I find harmony is being and, and also speaking to my parents and speaking to my friends so how I found harmony um is by being okay within myself if that makes sense taking care of myself because I am the source if I'm burnt out everything else will kind of just collapse <laughs> if that makes sense so I think that, yeah, like I find, I find harmony within myself in terms of when I work out, what I eat um, um what I read, like I, I'm a Christian, so I pray quite a lot and I meditate just to find that balance. Um, and so that was the first thing being, making sure that you are being taken care of because if you burn out, there's no point. Discipline as well is huge. Um, I've had to say no to quite a lot of like night outs and I don't really go out to be fair I don't really drink so those things don't appeal to me anymore and um, as it would have when I was in my undergrad so I don't really do all those things so that has allowed me to sleep some more <laughs> and I also yeah so I prioritize things I say yes to and no to my weekends are highly valuable because obviously I don't have classes and um, so I try to make the most out of it and most importantly I rest I sleep I I talk to friends I read books um which is really important so that's how i've balanced everything so i think my tip would be find harmony within yourself how you work best and um, know your goals and your priorities what you put first what you put second and constantly readjust that and work towards that every single day so as you you have a goal somebody i don't do it every day but somebody says look at your long-term goals every day um, and that motivates you and then you know what 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 you should prioritize because opportunities come and have come to me like do you want to do this do you want to do that and I had to be like mm, no because I want to prioritize something first so yeah that's my I don't know if that was succinct and um, as clear as possible by trying my best that's how I find balance anyways 
No, I definitely 100% succinct. I love that. Like, Ronke, I think, I think you've definitely, I think you know where your priorities are. And that's something I personally really admire about you in terms of how you were just talking through that. Because, mm. yeah, like really a lot of people maybe have like different responsibilities, but it's like, if you actually really care about all of those different things, like you can actually balance it all out. It's finding that harmony. Like you were saying, it's finding your, yeah, kind of like your medium. Um, and I yeah. guess it doesn't even feel like, I think it doesn't even feel like it's too much when it, you're so passionate about it as well. Like, cause exactly. you're working that's towards your purpose, like working towards, yes. towards you know? Yeah. So that's another thing like that, that I find is that like with everything I do with international development, studying it, I, I've been I've been in uni before I did law and law is great but that honestly this master's degree has really like I enjoy reading I enjoy doing my class readings even to the very end I was doing class readings and people were like how do you find time and I'm like I just enjoy it um so like obviously some classes were tedious but I really genuinely enjoy what I do I genuinely enjoy being an equality and diversity ambassador because it means advocating for marginalized students and running projects to help them um and I also enjoy obviously anchoring which is like my baby so it's like I enjoy these things so it's easy to find a passion for it but it doesn't mean I don't get burnt out it doesn't mean I don't get tired like I mean the last two weeks with everything going on I did but once you have a passion for it and you put that but you set it right in front of you it's easy to keep going completely yeah completely agree um finding what what you I guess what you kind of want in your, in your life and I think exactly. it's I think it a lot of potentially there might be some listeners who may be listening and maybe they haven't quite found that, that path or what they really have as a, as a purpose in life. Um, what piece of advice would you like to give to someone who maybe would be interested in starting, you know, whether it be a social enterprise, whether it be an NGO, um, whether it be just a grassroots, you know, project within their local community of, of an issue that they're seeing, but they're not really sure how to get started. Like what piece of advice would you say um, for someone to, to kind of want yeah. to make that difference in their community? Yeah, I think in terms of finding like finding a purpose. So are you asking if, um, how to find your purpose and stuff? Yeah. I think um, purpose, finding purpose is a continuous journey um and stuff like that um i think obviously if you're a person of faith you can like obviously pray about it and stuff but i think i have a few questions that someone's posed to me and um, to help me find um, my purpose so the person said what am i angry about so much that i want to change um what upsets me so much and um, where do i find myself spending a lot of time and focus on um, and obviously you can spend a lot of time watching TV and stuff like that. So it's, it's obviously... It might <laughs> different, kind of focus, different kind of yeah, focus. Yeah, yeah, different type of focus. But like, I think um, I think those three questions, like what, what do you see in the world that just, that you can speak about for hours? What do you see? What, if I could do um, Anchorize and not get paid and still have a good, decent life, I would do it. You know what I'm trying to say? If I could be, you know, a quality and diversity ambassador and not get paid, I would do it. Why are the things that, uh, like that really make you passionate? And there could be loads of different things, but um, what are the things that you can then prioritize and actually do, if that makes sense? 
um, what are the things that you can um, that you see that you can make steps towards changing right now because there's certain things I want to change but it's in the long run if that makes sense what are the things that you can focus on right now and sometimes with all the different things that you have um, you have um, a passion for they all kind of co coincide like it's a I think of a Venn diagram really and truly and then you have the little the big big circles and then you have little like the little middle part where yeah. there's, there's something <laughs> similar within all of them so like um that's like such a I'm such a geek Venn diagram but like yeah so it's just like no, it's so, good yeah <laughs> so <laughs> I think of like okay I'll give myself an example like I was, I was, before I became the Quantum Diversity Ambassador in my undergrad, I was a BAME officer, which means I'm Black and Ethnic Minority, a Minority Ethnic Officer, which means I was basically a champion advocating for their things. And I really, really enjoyed that. That was to do with um, my advocating for minorities within education. There's Anchorize empowering girls through education. Girls are from minorities as well, you know, in terms of um, being marginalized. That's another Venn diagram. And then I, I, I enjoy law as well. That's another Venn diagram. And then, <laughs> and then I enjoy all these different things like advocating against sexual abuse and also like decolonizing the curriculums and making it more inclusive for everybody and truly reflective of the of the of the country so all those things are quite different if you look at it but what what is in the middle is really education and law and policy so that's what I'm passionate about so even though I do all these and that's how I also guide what projects I do so I would say genuinely do what what chase after things that make your heart that pull on your heartstrings that make like you see it and you're like oh like that makes me angry that yeah. I could change it you know um, and also, don't be afraid to like try loads of different things and be like, mm, I don't really have a passion for it. Um, I, I really thought I had a passion for radio. I had a radio show. I don't really have a passion for radio. I might have a passion for podcasts, but like radio is not really my thing. I'm not like passionate about it. Um, I had a passion. I, I was a communications officer at one point in my undergrad. Thought I had a passion for communications. Mm, don't really like I, I could live without it I could not so it's, it's okay to try different things but try and chase after the things that really just pull in your heartstrings that you want to make real change about that impacts other people and um, so that would be my my advice and don't be scared don't it's really really scary but don't let fear hold you back nice yeah I love I love that advice and I think I think you put it really well in saying there's like those those questions that you really ask yourself and, and thank you so much for sharing those questions as well as visually using the Venn diagrams because I think mm -hmm. that's where I think people yeah kind of miss sight in terms of what they really want it's trying to align what you already like and just putting them all together in, in some yeah. way so yeah exactly love yeah. that so that that's really cool um you know just now you were also mentioning a little bit on the representation of um minorities and and ethnic backgrounds within the curriculum I'd love to understand like because you had your, you've got your little baby of Anchor Eyes, you know, I'm sure you've interacted with a couple of other NGOs, so other social enterprises. Do you feel like, I mean, maybe specifically in London, um, do you feel like there is potentially like a colonialist mindset when going with NGOs and, and social enterprise there? And do you feel like there needs to be a change that happens within that space as, as well in terms of what you've seen and experienced? Yeah, I think, um so I've subscribed to a newsletter um, from DevEx. It's development. Um, it's a development newsletter, and yeah, like th there's a huge thing right now about decolonizing development. Um, it, a lot of the readings, a lot of the literature that I've read is definitely has is very very outdated language, and you can see that um, 
they come with you know like I, I don't know if you've heard it like a more white savior complex um and it can be very degrading um towards obviously minorities and also just in general can be quite racist and the wrong if, if mm-hmm. we're being honest a lot of literature can be obviously a lot of them lecturers would remove that but i think with ngos it, it's still a thing where um their ways are seen so i one of the modules i did is development policy and politics and one of the one of the best ways to kind of that's kind of been i guess somewhat proven is that um you like one of the ways in which some projects don't work is that you don't adapt it to the political um um, political environment of the of the country um and that is because you think that your ways from the west are better than their ways so you come in with this plan with this goal and you're like yes i'm going to change it this is this is it you don't consult the the local the local people you don't consult the local government you don't consult anybody you just go in thinking i'm going to make this change and that's it and then obviously then it fails and then you're like oh it fails because it failed because they're they're not they don't know how to to handle these new shiny systems but really and truly fail because you haven't adapted it to their political situations and that is that goes around the world like if there's certain things that in singapore and i just come with an idea but it doesn't really adapt to how we we um the people in singapore do do life and it doesn't and, and vice versa for people in england that's how it works but i guess we we put much um we're, we're much more i guess arrogant the ngo world can be quite arrogant when it comes to sub-saharan and the global south anyways um so i think I think one ways in which is important to kind of deal with that mindset is learn locally and adapt to to local practices. Um, and and I, I hope that answers your question in a way. So what I've done is that like obviously I partner with local NGOs that know exactly what the country and what the what the people need and what will work and what won't work because some ideas I've proposed are like nah that wouldn't work and they've told me straight up um so that's what NGOs I think in 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 the western world should be doing I think they should be adapting to the local situations yeah Yeah. um yeah and I love I love that you you shared a little bit more about that that quote specific I love learn locally um I love that you mentioned that because yeah, like you said, you may think you have an idea of what the issues or causes is in that particular place, but you don't know honestly, you really live in that community. So maybe a great key takeaway for our listeners is to really make sure that if there is a cause that you're, you are investing your time and effort is, it's to really know like, yep, this is actually something that I know deeply about. I've researched about, I've consulted with like local members of the community and working mm-hmm. together and collaborating with, with other groups. Um, to make yeah. sure that it is actually of benefit as opposed to actually causing even more problems. And that's the last thing, you know, you want um, people to Exactly. Know. Exactly. You're right. Yeah, exactly. Um, cool. Awesome. I think that's it. I think for, in terms of the questions, um, I feel cool. like, yeah, Ronke, like. I enjoyed that. <laughs> <laughs> me too, likewise. Like, I feel like we could keep talking for hours. Yeah, like for ages. It's pretty <laughs> cool. Too. Thank you so much for having me. I really, really enjoyed that. <laughs> no worries. If um, any of our listeners wanted to try and get in contact with you, maybe if I had any questions, um, where would you say would be a best point of contact to go through? Was it LinkedIn or Instagram, Facebook? You can contact me on LinkedIn. So my name on LinkedIn is Ronke Oladele. So it's R-O-N-K-E. And my last name is O-L-A-D-E-L-E. Um, so you can contact me there on LinkedIn and just send me a message. Yeah. Hey. That's, that's and if you want to find Anchorize, it's A-N-C-H-O-R-I-Z-E. 
R-I-S-E, M-C-I-C on Instagram and other on other platforms like Facebook. And you can also pop into our DMs and ask questions there. We're looking to launch um, sometime um, later this year, hopefully. Um, so, yeah, so please just yeah, reach out to us there if you want to. amazing yeah definitely um as soon as you guys launch your backpacks i am 100 buying one um i hope you guys can ship to singapore (laughs) from from london thank you so much for your time today uh ronke hopefully we'll be able to speak soon and hope you have a great day thank you hey Thank you so much for listening to this episode. Remember that you can help us have a greater impact by sharing this and encouraging everybody on your social media to take a listen. If you want to reach out, remember that the contact of the co-host is down below in the show notes. Or feel free to do it on social media at WeRGCM. We will be very happy to talk to you and answer any of your questions. Also, remember to follow us and to subscribe to this podcast. See you in the next episode. Take care.